What's up, everyone? We're back for another episode of Red Receipt. Red Receipt is a podcast by Antidote, the email and SMS marketing agency by people who hate boring email. It's a deep dive into the how and why of the brands we love and the creatives behind them. From blueprints to launch day, customers as community, and the detours in between. As always, I'm your host, Sean Donovan, tuning in with another special guest on the show today. I am so excited to introduce Athena Hewitt, the creator of the SF Born Monastery Maid. What's now a North Star on the botanical skincare scene took inspiration from Athena's grandmother, pressing oil from their grove and mixing natural ingredients to purify and heal the skin. After more than a decade studying skincare, Athena founded Monastery Made to bring her creations to a broader market. She joins us today to talk about the power of aromatherapy, the road to building a business, developing the brand, and manufacturing and delivering the finest small batch product from her studio in SF. We're happy to have her here with us and hope you enjoy the show. Yeah, I, I always like to start out just learning a little bit more about your background before starting the brand uh, and kind of what led you into what you're doing now? Um, yeah, so I've been an esthetician here in 20, uh, for 20 years in San Francisco. And I, uh, um, I went to art school right out of high school. And then I sort of was like, uh, I, I want to like do something to support myself. And so then I went to beauty school, um, and I, I dropped out of art school, but I, I guess I guess I always kind of thought of myself as an artist, but but not good enough to be in art school. I don't know. <laughs> um, so uh, I moved to San Francisco, went to a beauty program here, and um, just started. I I really like loved. I loved the whole aromatherapy side and the whole herbal side to it always, but I found myself um, working at a med spa for about 10 years. Um, and as I was there, I started to make my own things. Um, and then I realized that the, what I was promoting in the room like totally went against like what the med spa stood for, right? So I, I thought I need to get out of here. So I opened my own space and I just started uh, using all my own little recipes for the facials. And, and then like maybe five years into that, um, I've had my own space for like 10 years. I started to like sample them and then thought about retailing them. And then here we are. I've had the line for retail for like a year and a half or so. And what, what was the main difference between the product that you were creating and what the original... Uh, I was using in the med spa. Yeah. Um, they were really different. So those were like pharmaceutical um, grade brands. Um, that, I mean, they have really great names, but uh, they're just full of like alcohols and preservatives. And I found that it wasn't working for me. There was something that was maybe, I, I didn't quite understand it at the time, but what it was doing was actually changing my pH. And that was giving me acne. And I just, I, I didn't know exactly what the correlation was, but I ended up like figuring out that an oil routine was working for me a lot better. And if it was working for me, maybe it was going to work for other people. 
So I, I was actually like known for acne. Um, and so we would try all these, you know, chemical type acne treatments on my clients. And then like in the room, you know, like I'd be like, actually, why don't you try doing this? This is going to sound really weird, but like, stop using all of this stuff. Just go home, just wash your face with this oil, wipe it away with a cloth. And then like, before you know it, it was just like time. And I, so many people were getting healed that way. And that's when, when I knew I needed to, um, go out and try did, this on my own. Did you, did you always have, uh, an idea that you wanted to start a, a retail brand or a consumer brand, or was it more I, just like, I've always been entrepreneurial. Um, I always knew I wanted my own spa, but I never really thought about a, a line at all. And when I started to make the products, I was just thinking of it as like, Oh, this is like a really fun hobby that happens to coincide with my work. That's really convenient, you know? Um, and, and then throughout the years, I thought, oh, you know, it, this was so hard for me to find as a professional. Maybe I should offer this to other professionals. Um, it didn't happen until I met this girl um, and she came in just fresh out of business school and uh, I helped her with her acne and she was like, have you ever thought about you know, turning this into a brand. And I, I told her about the whole back bar idea, idea, which back bar is like the professional side of it. And, um, but uh, she and I both thought that it would be more fun to like brand, like uh, professionals don't need like fun packaging and stuff like that, right? And that, that was like that artistic side of me wanted to do something a little more fun. So we, we thought, eh, why don't we just like, yeah, roll it out to the public. It's fine. So I'm and it was selling you... it to my clients. So it, it would have felt kind of weird to like stop selling it at that point, you know, and then just offer it to professionals. So. And how did you, how did you go about like sourcing the ingredients and everything? That was, I got really lucky. Um, so before I had gotten in, I told you I was like always really into therapy, um, oils, and um, I wrote my beauty thesis um, on aromatherapy and the mind. Um, so I was already purchasing oils on my own for years. I ended up going to um, perf perfumery uh, conventions, just like <laughs> being nerdy. <laughs> Um, and so at these perfumery conventions, I would find these really, really rare botanicals that I never had come across just amongst these like essential oil distributors, you know, and, and I met these really interesting people that like would live in India and travel to these conventions to like show their amazing oils. And so I got exposed to a whole different side of like what botanicals could be. And that was where I started to. So when I started to make skincare products, I feel like I was starting at a different level than a lot of people do because I had, I was using the like A plus, like perfume grade botanicals. 
Yeah, especially also with the level of experience using it directly on people (laughs) in front of you and getting feedback. Yeah. Um, So, of course, I was, like, never wanting to do anything that was, like, dangerous. And I was always wanting to make sure that I was using botanicals that were, like, suitable for... um, you know, ultrasense. So I was testing everything on myself first and foremost. And, and just, and I'm very sensitive. So I figured like, if this is, if this is okay for me, then that's, that's a good sign. Um, but yeah, there were so many oils that I just was, I mean, just immediate reactions that I see in products still all the time. And, um, I, they're diluted, of course, uh, but still, you know, I can't help but think about like the kind, the reactions that I've had to certain, I mean, uh, you know, plants are, they're really, they're medicinal, you know, <laughs> they do, they do harm as well as good. So it's, you have to be careful. And, uh, and in terms of developing the brand, like what was the original idea behind, uh, behind the brand and the name and like what what were you guys trying to achieve from the artistic side of it um well fortunately my really close friend is she's just happens to be an amazing designer and <laughs> has great taste so it was really fun to um just you know brainstorm with her and so i i got really lucky there um and the bright colors of the pack, the boxes, you know, at first, at first I just didn't think that I would have a brand that was, um, brightly packaged like that. But, uh, I think Ashley was spot on. She, she, she said, you know, everything out there is white and black and like, you know, maybe we do something that's still, um, it still looks luxurious, but it's more fun. So, um, and then, the name, <laughs> the the name is so. I want. I was trying to think of something that I was trying to think of one word, which was really, really. It's really hard to trademark, uh, especially in the beauty industry. Like everything is just. I mean, there's nothing out there. Um, I wanted something that sounded serene, um, something that evokes like a ritual. Uh, and, and monastery might be like kind of a weird, like, yeah, might be kind of a weird place to land, <laughs> but, uh, I just liked it immediately. I was just trying to think of words and I looked it up and there was an Italian brand that was using, um, monastery, like with two eyes on the end. Um, but they didn't look like they were actually still in production. So, and we just felt lucky that we were able to to get it um yeah it's unique and but i think it i think it works i've got i've gotten a little bit of uh a little bit of hate on that that name but (laughs) (laughs) i I feel like everyone gets a little bit of hate on any (laughs) yeah but you know i kind of figured that really religious people might not like like it or something but (laughs) and when you guys launched uh, on the brand side, how many products did you guys launch with? And 
Uh, so yeah, I actually launched with like 20 and then we paired. Yeah. So I have so many recipes, uh, so many hundreds, and it was so hard for me to like pare it down to the absolute favorites. And for me, that 20 was like, I mean, that was, I felt like I was launching with, <laughs> with very little. And then I realized, okay, well, we have to have like, if, if we're going to go with this bottle, we have to do, you know, 10,000 units of every different bottle. And then that's when we decided, okay, let's go with the best sellers, you know, the ones that we absolutely can stand behind. Like we had three cleansers, but we chose the one that was most suitable for sensitive and ultra sensitive skin. Yeah. And, and so when you launched with 20, did you guys, were you making the, product by hand or <laughs> yeah my husband is a uh, my husband is a chemist's son he's not a chemist himself but luckily my father-in-law has like showed him how to do a lot of things on bigger scale and like we have an actual lab and so um, my husband actually makes everything now but I make the I made the original recipes oh my gosh so he's still is manufacturing all of the yeah, we're actually um building out a bigger um lab in this studio right now um which feels very so, so our spa is completely shut down and we're going to be adding on square footage to it at this point <laughs> to build out a lab that's bigger and i just feel like because uh, i'm hoping the spa is going to be able to open eventually again yeah. Yeah, it's looking really, you know, I don't know. It's and what our industry. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean at least at least in some way you have both sides of the business. Whereas if it was just oh, the spa. Wait, we definitely I mean, if we only had the service side of the business, I, I can't even imagine, you know, getting you can get these loans, but that's just, you know, digging, digging yourself into debt in the next, I don't know, it's a bad situation. Yeah. Bad for these hairstylists and estheticians that I know that they don't have, you know, a robust online shop. Um, and in terms of, in terms of your sales, when you guys launched, was the idea to sell to, uh, spas and retail, or was it a mix of direct consumer online? Uh, and and what did that look like when you when you took the first product to market? So we actually thought to try to keep it as DTC as we could. So we were not actually approaching spas um, as much. But if we were approached by a spa and we thought it was a, the right fit. We went ahead and, yeah, like, like Auberge, the hotel chain carries um, Monastery, and we're totally open to doing more stuff now. Uh, you just kind of realize when you set those parameters on your business of, like, DTC only, you know, you're like, no, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, but no, we need, you need the exposure, and you want everyone to be able to try the product, you know, so that's... Yeah, that was a, a lesson learned. We're we're more open now. And did you guys uh, 
to to launch the brand did you guys end up raising any money or like how or was it all just building on the past experience of working with clients directly yeah so um i because i had been in business i'd had my own business with the spa i was able to take a sizable business loan um and i took it i put the both the businesses under the same umbrella and took the loan for the spa but i was actually putting the money into the product line um so i feel really lucky that we we wouldn't have been able to to do it um in the beginning if you know it's really hard to get alone uh without any anything to back it so and then we took a family loan um midway through um and then we've and then another loan so no we're just all all loans (laughs) that's awesome that you've been able to keep everything under uh your control to a certain extent like even the manufacturing of the product I feel like that's pretty rare for a smaller business to have like the capability of manufacturing their own goods in-house yeah um I know I sometimes I'm envious of other brands that like are outsourcing their manufacturing but uh no i i like having total control (laughs) (laughs) and then how did you guys think about uh attracting an audience and and finding your first customers when launching online so i guess because i'd already been using the product line with my customer base which um was pretty large uh i felt like we had exposure in san in san francisco for sure um and we set up a referral program um and you know word of mouth is the best form of marketing so that was great but yeah um what did we do in the very beginning um I mean, I think that working with a really great publicist can can be helpful. You know, they get you like you know, it's some you wouldn't meet some of the people that you meet, but but there's also so many opportunities on social media these days. That, I mean, you really don't you could do it without a, a publicist. You just have to be like really like putting in the hours on your own. You know, all these DMs to makeup artists and influencers and. this this whole other world but i mean uh yeah they're really effective um and how 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 has that uh evolved and or changed over time like what what is the structure of the team now look like and yeah or just like in general like how how has running the business changed as you guys have grown and um and then also i guess as another question how do you guys think about expanding and finding new customers today yeah so i mean we are lucky that we are in a category that people 
so I feel like budding photographers really love to shoot skincare. <laughs> um, and that, and probably hair care as well. Um, so I do think that packaging is, is really important. Um, uh, so starting there, um, but now, yeah, now we have, um, we are working with blogs, um, to reach their, their customer base. Um, we're, we're, we do marketing on Facebook, Instagram, um, Google. I mean, yeah, all the things we've got a marketing, two marketing guys at this point. Um, and honestly, that's not my, like, it's not my forte. I sort of just tell them, they, they sh on our weekly reports, they show me this is working, this isn't. Okay, let's pull back here. Let's, you know, I, I just, I trust them to be doing their job. Yeah, and it's working. Um, and we did, we did uh, make a bigger push during coronavirus into the online marketing and, yeah. Did you guys see a lift to, through yeah. coronavirus just with how much people are spending time at home? And we, like, um, we feel very lucky that people were sitting at home wanting to beautify themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a very fortunate, uh, in, I guess, industry in a way to, to be in. And, uh, and in terms of developing and launching new categories, like how, and products, how do you think about that? I, I know you already have kind of like a whole library of recipes that you've developed. Do you guys have like a cadence that you've set up in, in terms of bringing those recipes to life under the brand or? Yeah. So from that 20, from those 20 that we narrowed down, there have been a couple that people are still there. We're, we're making it on the back end, putting it in unmarked bottles. And so it's getting a little ridiculous where we're feeling like, okay, we've got to relaunch this product for sure. Um, so like there, yeah, there's about two of those. Um, and then I'm working on two other products. Well, I've been working on them for years, but just like working on perfecting them. And those will be something that will just really round out the line eventually. Um, we're coming out with smaller sizes, so we'll be able to uh, reach another customer that way by having more affordable prices. And um, our bottles are, are, you know, they're thick glass and they're beautiful, um, but they are a little heavy, so... We're going to make the next packaging a little bit easier to just throw in your bag. That's awesome. Uh, the The packaging and uh, brand, just like the entire presence online, the brand is beautiful. Thank you. Um, yeah. Are there Are there any other things that are coming up in the the near future that you're super excited about? Um, I am really excited about this pack this smaller packaging i think it's going to be um really fun and exciting and and then this the, it's called the sage cleansing oil that's the the one of the first products that we're going to bring back um 
like I have a list of like 10 people that are supposed to be stopping by within this week just to pick some up. And <laughs> my husband's gotten very like, I'm, I, I'm not making that anymore. I, I'm, le- I'm <laughs> telling it. I'm not making. I'm like, you have to. <laughs> what, are, what are the smallest uh, runs yeah. of, pr- yeah. Uh, like 40. And then like right now he's making, um, uh, yo, yeah, we've just signed with a distributor in China. I forgot to mention that. So he's, he's uh, fulfilling their order right now. Um, and he's making, so the batches are about 150 a piece. And, you know, so to make like a thousand might take him two days. That's amazing that you can do such small runs of product if you need to. What do you think? What do you think the biggest uh, learning lesson since launching the consumer-facing brand has been for you on the the business side? So um, when I was making things for this, the back for the treatment room, I mean, I was keeping meticulous ish notes (laughs) you know but they were still very like just like a you know a scribbled recipe uh for like a spaghetti sauce it wasn't like you know i wasn't uh measuring point grant point you know and basically my husband came in and so i owe i owe a lot of everything to him um he came in and was like oh you're never, everything is consistency. You're never going to be able to do this unless you can produce the exact same product every single time. And he was right. I mean, that was my biggest issue in the beginning. So basically we would spend, um, we didn't have children back. I have one son and another on the way, but before, before we had a son, we could just spend hours and hours at night where he was taking, I was making the product and he was taking the very meticulous notes. Um, because for some reason, I just was not able <laughs> to do it. Um, so that was a big thing. The other thing was that, like I said, I was very into rare botanicals and like special botanicals. And that is still what we make the products with. But you find that if something is actually very wild crafted and very rare, it's probably not really what you want to be using um, because it's someone's got to like scale a mountain or something, you know, to get it. And that's, yeah, that's going to be really, really hard to um, make in a large quantity. So yeah, we just had to like really focus on which ingredients um, were we willing to put the investment into. And then you guys, I mean, I'd imagine like running the spa is somewhat online, mm-hmm. just like having a yeah. presence online. Um, but it seems like you successfully ventured into like a new space of selling product online. I see. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I'm curious about. Like, do you feel like you just hired great people and trust what they do that is yeah that's my thing i don't know how to do much except for 
I, I'm good with my clients in the treatment room. I actually am a terrible product seller. I'm the worst. My girls are much better than I am. If someone's like, what do I need? I'm like, you know, are you happy with what you have? <laughs> I'm the worst. Uh, exactly. I've just put myself around really talented people. Um, and how, how have you found such great people? Yeah. Um, like Ashley, my very good friend, the, the designer, um, she, she came in for a facial. She, she was working at, she lives in LA, but she was working at Apple, um, for just a project. And then, uh, she was coming to me for facials and I don't know, we just became friends. And then, and then she introduced me to some of her people like photographers and um, web designers and yeah. Uh, and then they, they've all been amazing and they've all wanted to, I, they've just been really interested in the brand. Like, hey, this is like smaller than what we do, but you know what, we wanna do this. This looks like really fun and so. I don't know. I've just gotten so lucky, honestly. <laughs> That's amazing. I feel like uh, even this might not be true because I obviously just met you, but uh, even your energy, you feel like very relaxed oh. and uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm... No, yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a relaxed person with most with most things. I mean, also the fact that you built a business uh, over years and years before launching the brand probably helped mm -hmm. uh, create more of like a long-term focus rather than a lot of the brands that pop up overnight yeah. and want to see crazy growth. Totally. Um, I That business girl that I had met that wanted to, that helped me in the beginning, she was from a, uh, she had been working at a startup and she had all these like startup ideas. And I just, you know, she had an exit plan and I had written a business plan and everything. And, and in, in, in the, my exit plan, I wrote something like, I don't really have one. Cause this is like my, you know, I can always fall back on the, on the service side, I, I know that I'll always have that. And this is, this is my life career. I don't need to be making like X amount of dollars by this year. So I think, yeah, not having the pressure has um, really helped. And yeah, I'm sure having investors breathing down your back um, must be difficult. Although I have to say, like, I did talk to an investor a couple weeks ago because you just you know, once you get to a certain point, you sort of feel like, uh oh, you know, now what? And that's been really, that's been a difficult thing for me to think about. I don't know if I would ever actually want to do that. It, it's so tough, you know, like. In what, in what way, like difficult for you to think about well, uh, the idea of bringing on outside yeah, investment? I'm like, why do I want, why do I want that? Why do I feel that? monastery needs maybe this much money to go in, into this next level like maybe maybe it's fine to just keep going at a you know at a slower pace like we've been doing um but i don't do you do you uh do you find yourself like occasionally having the urge to go faster or like the need to go faster 
I never did, but within the last, maybe it's coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm curious yeah. about. Yeah, especially now, like with the, how unknown everything is with your spa business, like it probably feels like you're more reliant on the growth of the brand. Exactly. Um, that, that could be why. Um, so we talked to them and it's good to just know that maybe, you know, we could get help if we wanted to, but, um, more money, more problems, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like me, uh, not knowing a ton about the, like behind the scenes of the brand before talking to you, I find it like so fascinating that you guys make the product. Like to me, it's, it's not, um, it's no wonder why people love the product and the brand because it's owned by good people who, like who love the product that they actually that you create and you make and then you're not like outsourcing the manufacturing of it so you like take the time to care to actually produce it properly and then also like the fact that you haven't taken outside investment is another thing that i think i don't know i feel like we went through a phase and a time where people loved the idea of outside funding it was like outside validation of th that this thing that you like actually is great because these few people validated it and gave them money to spend faster and to build faster and i think now to me that idea has like kind of started to wear off in a way right. where i think it just i don't know i think it swings back and forth and it's now become so common that everyone takes money to build businesses and everyone invests and loses money for the first X number of years. And that like inevitably when you see people doing something different that takes uh, in a way more courage or like it's harder to do because not everyone is doing it. Yeah. It's inevitable that it's going to attract people and also be like more respected in certain ways because it's more challenging and also not just like the answer that everyone's given. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I'd hate to say that we have like more invested personally, because I know that people who take um, investment, I mean, they're, you know, working their butts off and uh, yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. They, they are absolutely 100% in it as well, but maybe there is something I wonder if there is something behind, like when it's someone else's money, you might not value something quite as much <laughs> as you do is when it's, you know, when it's your own. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, yeah. I feel like that's kind of inevitable also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Unless, unless the outside validation just drove you so much further than even your own financial situation which could be true for a lot of people yeah 
right, like I have to do this because I have all these people counting on me, that sort of thing. Is that what you mean? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, is there is there any advice that you would give yourself going back to like the launch of the brand, now knowing everything that you've built? Uh I don't know if like I should give other people this advice because it sounds kind of ridiculous. Like everyone who's starting out is trying to like save money or, or, you know, just trying to make conscious, conscientious decisions with their money when they don't have a lot of it. But I found that um, every single time I tried to do that, I regretted it and it cost us just, you know, 10, maybe not 10 times as much, but um yeah don't skimp on anything basically just do it right the first time because you're going to end up doing it right eventually (laughs) yeah i feel like that's great advice (laughs) even for me right now (laughs) so thank you um yeah thank you for taking the time to to talk with me it was great to meet you and, and talk about the brand Brad, receive, Brad, receive, Brad, receive.